not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite Show and bring in our first driver today, Brian Weber. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Man, Brian, you're making your first or your first attempt back at the Xfinity since not, uh, 2003. Uh, that's kind of a little bit, that, that car has really changed a lot since then. How have you, have you, have you got practice time in this car since then? I hadn't made a lap in it. Um, you know, I've been, I raced last week in my open wheel modified and I've been pretty active racing modified these last couple of years, but, uh, I have not been in a, current Xfinity car. I did run a couple of truck races in 2010 and 12 at Phoenix and, and some other places. Well, you don't have to really change much of that. We're back to the Craftsman, uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series again, and I, I like the sound of that, the Truck Series. Yeah. Sounds like it belongs there, doesn't it? It, it does. So, uh, Brian, you're racing a, a full season in, in the Modifieds. I get that's where you're getting all your seat time. Yeah, this season is going to be that, that's kind of how this came about. I, this is basically my wind down season. I'm going to, I don't say I'm never going to race again, but I'm probably not going to do any uh, full time racing beyond this season. I mean, this is my 40th year making circles, and uh, I'm running the Smart Modified Tour in the Southeast here, and also the Carolina Crate uh, 602s when. When I'm not in the Smart Modified, I'm going to run my great car. Brian, you know, if I had tracks to pick out, Phoenix would be in the top five. Why Phoenix be your first start back? Well, I I actually went just for a social visit to Mr. Carl Long, who we've been friends with since he drove our trucks back in 10. And I was just chatting up with him a little bit about, uh, you know, this being my last season and, Next thing you know, we're you know he, he didn't have a driver for a couple of events, and next thing you know, I called NASCAR to see uh, what their pleasure would be me coming back after this time out of those cars. And I wanted to start back a little bit later. We have a lull in the season with the Smart Tour uh, in the in the summer months because they they uh, they allow the uh, Bowman Grade modifieds to uh, run weekly. So I wanted to go to Nashville and, and a couple other places, but. They wanted me, NASCAR wanted me to go to a track like Phoenix or something, you know, a little, a mile and a quarter or less first. And, you know, the next opening in the car and me was Phoenix. So I hustled it up. There's a lot of work to be prepared. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot more than signing your name on a license application like it used to be. And with that being said, uh, Brian, physically, how are you getting ready for that? Because that that 200 miles is going to be a tough 200 miles. 
Well, last Saturday I ran, I ran uh, from lap 34 to lap 91 in an open-wheel modified with 600 horsepower with no power steering. So I didn't knock the wall down driving that car, and uh, I, I'm pretty physically fit. I, I'm, I'm in a contracting business as one of my businesses, and uh, I, stay, I stay pretty active. So uh, I feel good about it. I, of all the things, that's probably the least thing that I'm thinking about going out there. It's not going to be super hot. I mean, I've raced when it's 100 degrees. It's The weather's supposed to be nice. So I, I feel good about it. I feel good about that part. Hi, Brian. You have Kyle here. First of all, thanks for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. First question for you is uh, – your last start was at Nazareth Speedway in 2003 in the Xfinity Series. Uh, what was it like racing there, uh, knowing that the track is, is no longer uh, no longer running? I like Nazareth. I had a couple, you know, good runs for me at the time. I mean, you know, back then I didn't have a lot of money to race, but I was I was doing it, and uh, I enjoyed racing that place. We had finishes there. Um, I've, I've, I guess it's probably. You know, the mile and a quarters, Gateway, the Milwaukee Mile, New Hampshire, Phoenix, those places get comfortable quicker for me, more than likely because I haven't run as much on the real big tracks. But uh, but Nazareth was a fun place to race and a great facility. My next question for you is uh, you run Modifieds in the South a lot. Uh, what's the competition down there like? Um, you're up against the Myers Brothers, um, other drivers, Tim Brown, um, just to name a few. So, you know, what's what's it like being down there running the modifieds? You know, the the, the smart modified tour. Uh, you got you know, hats off to Chris Williams who runs that show, and uh, and uh, the, you know, they're for the most part, the majority of the smart tour modified drivers are all class act. They they race pretty clean. We put on a good show. You know, it, it doesn't matter what race and series. I've raced in so many different racing series over the course of my life, but there's always going to be great race car drivers at every level. And and that smart tour is, you know, it, 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 there's a, a dozen people or more that could win every week. I finally just uh, feel comfortable that we I could actually say that we're going to have good finishes this season. We didn't have a great finish, but we had a great race car this past weekend. I brought some new help in and uh, that has a lot of tenure and modified racing. And I feel really good about going back, and I'm actually going to fly back from Phoenix on Saturday night, and I'm going straight to race my modified at Caraway on Sunday for a 100-lap Smart Tour modified race. But they're class act. I mean, drivers are, you know, great race cars. Gary Putnam, the Myers, the breed we just said there. They're great race car drivers. But we also got Ryan Newman joined us this year, and, and of course, Bobby Labonte was with us a couple of years now. So my next question for you is, uh, you know, the connection with Carl Long. Uh, what, what, what really made you want to come back? What, what, what made you want to compete in the Xfinity Series again? Well, you know, again, I, I wasn't looking for a ride when I went to Carl's shop. I was just looking for lunch. I, uh, I just stopped over and, and catching up. We've been friends since he drove my trucks and Daisy Ramirez's truck in 2010. He helped us with our program. And uh, we've maintained our friendship. I guess more than anything, knowing this is my last season, you know, I'm, I'm healthy, but there's a lot of things. I've traveled around the world with my businesses, and, and I'm a blessed man. I can't say I'm not. Um, I'm launching a new product, and uh, just a few weeks prior to that, uh, talking to Carl, I, I worked on getting that product in manufacturing. But 
the reality is, is I, I, when I made my last race, I never thought that was the last race. And now I'm, you know, I'm in the right state of mind to say, okay, I'm going to step away from the sport as a driver and, and on my own terms, the same way that I started in the business. I'm not from a racing family. I'm from the suburbs of Long Island and I wanted to race stock cars and I did every way, shape or form. And if this is my last event, then it, you know, it's on my terms. And, uh, I think that's probably more than likely the, the, the reason that I've, that I've picked this one. And again, I'm not sure that I won't run again. I may run two or three events this season, but this will be the end of this, the uh, big track racing. So my last question for you is um, saying you're from Long Island, um, you know, who, you know, who, who were some of the drivers maybe you looked up to in that area growing up? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe some of the modified drivers uh, you looked up to. Oh, well, you know, I, my racing, <laughs> my racing career or experiences have, have been all over. I've been so blessed as you know, I grew up on Long Island, so, I mean, Charlie Jazomback was a hero of mine. I interviewed him when I was in high school for a book report. He's a, you know, fierce modified competitor, Tommy Baldwin Sr. Bob Park was my, my chaperone the very first time I ever went to uh, Daytona Speed Weeks when I was 17 years old. I was actually in the, in the, in the hotel room with Bob Park, and uh, we did the Modifieds and the ARCA car at Daytona. So, uh you know, a lot of those modified drivers were my, I don't know if hero is the right word, but I admired them tremendously. And, of course, I moved at 18, 19 years old. I started racing the Bush North Series. So I started competing against Chuck Bown and Jamie Obie and Dick McCabe and Beaver Dragon and Bobby Dragon. These are huge names in the Northeast, the full body cars. So they taught me a tremendous amount. And Brent Hatch was my mentor and helped me get my Bush North car from a four-foot snow drift to a, racetrack in new hampshire so i've been very diverse and, and a lot of mentoring along the way uh and a lot of people that i've learned from uh and with that being said don't you think that's kind of shaped into being able to do what you want to do this weekend in phoenix being around and being shaped with all those people in your life oh yeah i mean it I would never have been able to accomplish any of the things that I've done with the people around me. Um, again, I work very hard for a living, and uh, I have good friends, and Carl thinks that I can get the job done, and, and I, I'm grateful for that. And I think I can get the job done, too. Again, I've made a lot of circles in these 40 years, and uh, I've been around that track hundreds of times. So I think we'll be okay. Um, and, I, my, you know, our goal is to get in the race, race all day, and, and – and see what we can get out of it. Well, let's give a shout-out to the guys that's going to help you on your uh, Smart Modified Tour all season long. Oh, my guys, you know, Ernie Ruggiero and, and uh, Paul Stevens and Joe Hoffman, he drives from New York all the way down to the southeast to help on the car, on you know, every Smart Tour race almost. Uh, you know, these guys have, have done a great – we've learned a lot in the last couple of seasons – um, you know, Austin Zivich, he helps on a, he works part-time, full-time on a truck team, but he works with us on the modified and get, helps get it ready. So can't do it without him. I mean, I'm right now, I'm 300 miles away from my shop and I got to be there tomorrow, uh, to, you know, oversee a few things. And then tomorrow evening I fly to Phoenix. So 
I couldn't do it without them getting things ready for me and, and have the confidence to know that when I get in the car next week on after flying in on the red eye that all I got to do is buckle up and go racing. So it, it's a it's a good feeling to know that they're going to take care of me. Brian, let's talk about the sponsors that's going to help you make make you go round and round, and then where they can keep up with you this season. Wow. Well, to be honest with you, the only sponsor is me through my my entities, my construction business. We do retail construction on the Eastern Seaboard and and uh, some specialty contracting work. Um, and on, on, on another note, you know, the last option bed is something that I just started only a couple months ago. I was flying back from South America uh, a couple months ago, and I wound up spending five hours or six hours sleeping on a concrete floor in Miami airport. And I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. I've been all over the world, and American airports really are not – they're not made to – sleep overnight or even spend that much time they're not comfortable in any shape or form so i had thought about this years ago so i decided i was just going to take action and uh i swear i you know i had the vision in my in my in my dreams that i was going to build a purpose-built air mattress that's you know some people say hey that's a pool float and you know it was before we started changing the way it's welded plastic welded the materials is made of but we wanted to make an air mattress that weighs a little bit more than a pound. You could buy it at the airport or take it, you know, we'll have it online at Amazon in about four to six weeks. We've already got our samples. We've already got our website, lastoptionbed.com. And, you know, we've already got the phone ringing. Through my other retail businesses, I've already made, you know, some outreach to retailers. Uh, I'm hopeful that, you know, by the end of this year, we'll have it in a couple major retailers, including Amazon and hopefully you know one or two of the big pharmaceutical chains that has a little travel section but uh there's no reason for people in this country to to sleep on the floor i mean it's just we shouldn't have to do that and i'm I'm too old to sleep on concrete floors so i uh i just said i'm going to make an air mattress and it's going to be affordable it's tsa compliant and uh, it's going to be available soon so we're excited about that brian i I'd actually thumb through there getting information about you seen that and thought about all the nightmarish stories that we've been hearing lately especially with southwest airlines it's all of a sudden everybody just drops the plot and you're stuck at there oh yeah and if you yeah, don't I mean, know you're right you know, good, they're, gonna, they're gonna walk on you oh yeah and you know a good friend of mine called me up when we started talking about this he said brian he said don't limit yourself to airports he says there are millions of people sleeping outside for other reasons. You know, this this tragedy in Turkey, there's, you know, there's 40,000 people have passed away. Well, is it, almost a million people have lost their homes. And, uh, you know, my mattress is not intended to be a long-term solution. But, you know, if you can ship somebody 10,000 or something and it's it's compact and it's durable, you know, to get them through or build a, a bridge to the next bed, uh, then there's an opportunity to, to help them. You know, the, on our southern borders, uh, you know, there's homeless problems in every major city. There's, you know, there are a lot of other things that are, that can be used for. And, you know, we welcome all of those people that, you know, want to find out more information about it. Again, it's it's just something I felt like I had to do. I, I don't know why nobody else did it, but I'm not going to ask anymore. I'm just going to make it. Our product is already in production. So we're excited about it. And, Brian, tell everybody where they can keep up with you season this year on social media sites. 
Well, I mean, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and, and Instagram. It's Where is Brian W. Um, my Facebook. If, if you want to send a send a message to me, I'll like you. I mean, I'll uh, become friends with you. I do a fair amount of stuff on Facebook. Um, my website is BrianWeber.life which is basically an overview of all the things that I'm involved in, my racing and my beverage business that I'm getting ready to relaunch, uh, my construction, just just a plethora of things that I've done and been and people that I've uh, done partnerships with and such. But uh, social media is, is Where's Brian W. at Twitter and Where's Brian W. at uh, Instagram as well as Facebook. But uh, more friends the merrier. I try Brian, to uh, balance you. the humility with with uh, the activity with the humility because I try not to uh, just make everything about the greatest things because life does have a lot of uh, dark moments that we have to overcome. Listen, it's how you overcome the dark ones that makes you appreciate the good times. Well, I'm a believer, and it took me probably 30%, uh, 50% of my life to understand what that really meant. I was always a believer, <laughs> but I really, truly become a a lot more of a believer in these last few years, probably last six, seven years. Uh, but now, uh, you know, we can do all things. So, Brian, thanks a lot. Enjoyed it. Said a few things I needed to hear, my friend. Thanks a lot. And uh, enjoy this weekend at, out at Phoenix. I, again, thank you so much for you and, and, and your co-hosts and uh, your, your, your listeners and, you know, just didn't, never give up. You know, we do, we're, I'm a simple guy from the suburbs of Long Island, and I wanted to go racing, and I did it. I mowed grass, and I hung sheetrock, and I, I did what I had to do to get to the southeast, and I realized I wasn't rich or good-looking. I had to just keep working. And uh, here I am getting ready to close out my, my racing career, and I'm going to do it this way. Again, with God's grace, we'll have a good finish, and, and we'll move on finish up the Smart Tour season and the Carolina Crates. And next year, I'll be giving you a call back from uh, the Caribbean or something. Sounds great, Brian. Thanks a All lot. All right, gentlemen. Have show. a good day. You too. Thanks, Bye. Brian. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track.